Hello, hello, and welcome to the Healthy Human Podcast. My name is Callie. I'm your podcast host, and I am so excited to have you here today listening wherever you are, if you're walking, driving, working. Welcome to the podcast. Okay, I'm so excited because on today's episode, we are starting a brand new series. I've actually never done a series before on the podcast, so I'm really, really excited for this. It is going to be all about healing girl summer. Okay, so this is going to be probably like a three-part series. I don't know. We'll see how we'll see we'll see how it goes. But I'm thinking three parts for now, three episodes on different topics about mental health and how to have a healing girl summer because you've probably seen this buzzword on social media if you haven't what is healing girl summer healing girl summer is all about turning inwards and working through and processing the stuff that's making you not feel like the best version of you and really healing on the inside so i'm really excited to talk about different topics like anxiety depression comparison insecurities all sorts of things. So if you have any topics you want me to talk about, I want to just open up my Instagram DMs right now. Go flood them. Healthy Be Human Pod is the Instagram. DM me any topic requests you have and I will write them down and do my best to make them happen. Okay, before we get into things though, we always start off with a self-check-in. So think of the self-check-in as a time to just regroup become centered and grounded and present with how you're feeling. So wherever you are, if you're walking, if you're driving, if you're working, just take a deep inhale through your nose. Nice, big, big, deep breath in, fill up your lungs, lots of goodness, lots of love. And then on your exhale, slightly open your mouth, sigh it out, letting go of anything that's been holding you back, any insecurities, any mean thoughts. Let your breath wash them out of your mind and out of your body. All right, now I'm going to ask yourself on a scale of one to 10 spice level, how are we doing? Are we feeling good? Are we feeling not so great? 10 is good, one is not great. So just pick a number, any number on the scale. And now I want you to ask yourself, why do I feel like that? Maybe something happened, maybe nothing happened. Just becoming aware here. Okay, now I want you to ask yourself, what is something I can do today? to boost my mood. Maybe it's listening to the episode. I hope my podcast boosts your mood. Or maybe it's doing a workout with your friend or going on a walk or going swimming in the ocean or eating food that makes you feel good. All the things. So you just have to think about it. Pick one thing, hold yourself accountable to it. I'm holding you accountable, okay? And now I want you to ask yourself, have I drank water in the past 30 minutes? You know the drill. If you have not drink water, or if you have, grab your water. I'm gonna grab mine as well. I have it down here. And let's hydrate our hot bods. I'm trying to unscrew the lid if you're watching this. <laughs> in three, into cheers to hydration. Let's go. Amazing. Okay. Now, I want you to ask yourself, have I stood up in the past 60 minutes? If you haven't stood up in the past 60 minutes, you know the drill. Stand up, shake out the legs, shake out the arms, get the blood flowing, and then sit back down. And now, asking yourself, have I adequately fueled my body today? Get real with yourself. If you have skipped lunch, I want you to pause the podcast and go get yourself some sort of food. If that's a granola bar, if that's a sandwich, if that's an avocado toast, just go get something really fast and eat it. Your body deserves it. Your mind deserves it and come back. All right. Food is fuel. I used to be guilty of skipping lunch when I felt too busy to eat. And I can tell you for a fact, it's going to do more harm than good. So 
definitely go eat your food. I sound like a mom. <laughs> and now I want you to ask yourself, what is something the little you would be so proud of that you've done so far in your life? It can be anything. Think about it. And now ask yourself, what is one piece of advice that I would give my five-year-old self? So think about if you want to grab a journal and just write out even a letter to that version of you, just writing out advice you've learned so far in your life, lessons you've learned, healing you've learned, all the things. And we're going to do an entire episode on journaling, I've decided. I feel like journaling is something that's really cool and a lot of people don't really know how to do it. And so I I got a couple questions about journaling. So we'll have to do a whole episode on journaling. I don't know if it's going to be this time or what time, but we're going to do it, okay? And final question, I want you to set for yourself a promise. You know the thing you've been resisting, okay? We all have that thing we've been resisting to do. Maybe it's going and, I don't know, getting a new license. <laughs> that That's always not the funnest thing, the DMV. Or maybe it's going and going to the grocery store and buying groceries. Or it's starting that business. Think about what you've been resisting and I want you right now to make a promise to yourself that you are taking the first step today to getting that thing done, okay? All right. I hope we're feeling good. I hope we're feeling checked in and proud of ourselves because you have a lot to be proud of, my queen. I'm I'm telling you. I have so many updates. Or do I? I feel like every episode I'm like, I'm coming in here. I'm like, I have so many updates. And then I am thinking about like, what is new with my life? And I'm just like, I can't even remember last week. Time is flying. It's crazy. Like every day is flying in the craziest way. Wow. I've, I don't know. This is like, Can someone tell me if I'm alone in this? But after college, I just feel like time is moving at a different speed. And it's really weird. And I don't know how I feel about it. But anyways, (laughs) enough of that discussion. Updates. I got this really cute mug. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see. I'm trying not to spill my coffee on the computer. But it says, worship while you wait. It's by this girl, all things Lily Ann. It's her Instagram. Super cute. I got this mug and I'm currently obsessed with it. And then other things, I got my hair done. That was fun. And if you're wanting to go blonde, typically what I do for my hair is I get, I got a full set of highlights, but sometimes you get a partial. And then the toner I get is icy toner because in Florida, the water makes my hair kind of brassy. So I'll I'll tend to go icier and then it'll slowly get more natural looking throughout, throughout the month. But I got that done. That was exciting. Other exciting things, I'm working right now on our challenge for July. So if you didn't know this, I have a Pilates studio. It's called Sweaty Studio. It is a virtual studio. So you can go join it. I would love for you to join it. It's so fun. And every month they have different challenges. And so this month's challenge, well, not this month, but in July, starting July 3rd, our challenge is all about mental health and using connecting movement and mindfulness. So the workouts are going to be really fun. I'm filming a couple after I record this podcast. And so the one I filmed yesterday was all about Pilates for if you've been struggling with comparison. And basically I just tied in a bunch of different affirmations into the workout and things to think about and ways to really, really overcome that, that comparison struggle. So I remember it was like two years ago, I was really struggling with my anxiety and I was on the breach of having a panic attack actually. And I remember I grabbed my mat and I was like, I'm gonna film a Pilates for anxiety workout, why not? And it was my first time ever filming something like that. And I filmed a Pilates for anxiety workout and it was kind of just like for myself to be honest. 
But after that workout, I felt such peace, such calmness, such just, I was really just brought back into the present moment. And it was really cool. And it made me realize like how much movement and mindfulness go hand in hand. So this is just, I guess, an intro into our mental health topic or discussion is that a lot of the times you don't have to like ball out to get your mental health better. It can be little things like going on a walk or just taking a moment to take a deep breath. I think a lot of times we live our life rushing around, especially in this just culture. If you live in America, it's a pretty fast paced culture. And a lot of times we forget to just breathe. So many times I'm eating food and I'm, I'm not even breathing while I'm eating. I'm just like inhaling it. And my friend Maddie actually told me, she was like, Callie, cause I was struggling with getting acid reflux. And she goes, Callie, you need to make sure you're breathing while you're eating food. And it was the first time someone had ever told me that. And I was like, do I breathe while I eat? And I wasn't really breathing while I was eating. If I was, it was very short, quick breaths. And I started focusing on my breath and it helped a lot with my digestion. So simple things like that can really make a big difference in our overall just happiness and well-being. So that's really cool. Uh, other updates. Oh my gosh, you guys, I, I am so excited. So if you didn't know this, one of my big dreams I have for the studio and just in general, I've had this dream for a really long time is I really want to start my own in-person Pilates studio or some sort of fitness studio. And for the first time ever, I went and looked at a space in person and it was just so surreal because I've never looked at a commercial real estate space. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually going to become a real thing. So I know the journey isn't going to happen overnight and I don't know when it's going to happen, but I'm starting to really think about it. And I've been itching, itching to start something in person. So that's, that's a new update. Also on, if you're listening to this on Wednesday, when it drops on Sunday, I am really excited because if you've heard of Young Life, I'm going to be a Young Life leader for my the community that I'm, I'm living in, in Florida, and I'm going to be a leader for Young Life Camp. And I've never done anything like this before, and I'm really pumped as well. So that's going to be new, and I can't wait to update you guys on how that goes and all those things. I'm doing it with John, so he's coming with me, and yeah, you guys, I just, it's been good. It's been a really good past few days. I saw my best friend this past weekend, went exploring in the area, so many good things. Anyways, I hope you're having a great day too. I hope you're like, hope feeling really good. Okay, let's get into today's episode. So I asked you guys, what questions do you have about mental health? And I think this episode, we're going to do more of kind of an overview, just answering a bunch of different questions. You guys seem to really like the Q&A I did a couple weeks ago about just general things. And this week is the theme of mental health. So Thanks guys so much for submitting questions. It makes it so much more engaging recording these podcast episodes. I feel like I'm really talking to you guys like one-on-one, which is super cool. So let's get into this thing. I'm going to read some of the questions off and I'm going to answer them. All right. So first things first is what do you do when you feel anxious? All right. This is a very great question to kick things off. Like I mentioned before, I really did struggle with anxiety a couple of years ago. So it was in 2021. The fall of 2021 is when it started to get really bad. A little backstory on me is I was, I had a lot of life change happen all at once. I graduated college, got a new dog, went through a breakup, moved apartments, got a new nine to six job, was building a business, an online business, while also trying to build my social media presence and have a life and all these things. So much was going on and it was really just, I just felt like my brain could not 
cannot function. I felt like I constantly had a spinning brain. I felt like I wasn't ever in the present moment. I got so just, just like <gasps> that feeling all the time. It was really tough. And I started to struggle with just getting out, out of my bed in the morning. I felt like I had so much anxiety that I just getting out of my bed was a huge, it was just, I just, it was so physically hard to do that for myself. So that being said, <laughs> there were a lot of different things that really helped my anxiety. And if you are struggling with anxiety, please know that you're not alone. I, I've been there and it definitely is, it definitely is not the most fun time ever, but I promise it is possible to get better. So first things first is CBT therapy is really really an awesome place to get started there is i'll have to link it in my amazon storefront i have a book a book list but there's a book that i had i still have it i'm blanking on the name i got on like amazon or something it's just called like cbt therapy i think basically it's like a self-guided book where it takes you through different questions different prompts getting yourself to think about the situation at hand and figuring out okay why is this happening how can i overcome it how can I rewire different parts of my brain? All these different things that a therapist would do. So it honestly reminds me of just self-therapy. CBT is really cool and it really did a lot. It's called, it's CBT stands for cognitive, cognitive behavioral therapy. It's really cool. Definitely check it out if, you, if you're struggling with anxiety. Another really cool thing that my therapist actually taught me is this sensory exercise. So this is really awesome. Even if you don't struggle with anxiety, like chronic anxiety, if you just have a really stressful day and you feel like you're in your head a lot, this is an awesome exercise to do. So I want you to actually do it right now while we're listening. Close your eyes if you can. And I want you to think about what are five things right now. Actually, sorry. Keep your eyes open. Keep your eyes open. What are five things right now that you can see? If you're in a room, pick out those five things really fast. Just look around. All right. Now, I want you to think about what are four things that you can hear? Okay. Now, think about what are three things that you can feel? Now, what are two things that you can smell? And lastly, what is one thing that you can taste? Okay, so this exercise is all about bringing you into the present moment and becoming very present. I hope you feel more present after this exercise. It usually works wonders for me. My therapist taught it to me and it's it's great. Another thing that helps a lot with anxiety is boxed breathing. So of this, the way that boxed breathing works is basically you want to, so as you're breathing, you want to imagine your breath drawing the shape of a box. So the first breath is you're inhaling through your nose for four counts. The line goes straight up. Then you hold your breath for four counts. The line's going to go across. Then as you exhale through your mouth for four counts, the line goes down. Hold it again for four counts. The line goes across. So you're drawing a shape of a box as you breathe. 
So that's another really helpful technique as well for anxiety. I believe, I don't know if it's the army or I'm not sure who exactly, but it's similar to the army. They, I think it's the army. They use this technique when they're out in the field and they have to calm themselves down. So it's a really cool proven technique that works with anxiety and slowing down your heart rate and all those things. So definitely recommend that as well. And then for me, something that always helps a lot is if I'm having anxiety about just feeling really overwhelmed with how much I have to get done, doing a brain dump is so, so key. I can't even begin. Basically what I'll do is I'll get a piece of paper and I'll just dump down everything in my mind that is taking up space. And then from there, I can highlight and go in and highlight what things are high priority that I need to get done first. Because typically when I was struggling with really bad anxiety is I would feel like just stuck in the day because I knew I had so much to do and I just didn't know where to start. And if I start something, I'd feel like I had to go to the next thing and it just was really overwhelming. So this brain dump was something I started implementing when I lived in New York City when I was really in the thick of it and it was truly so helpful. Something else that has been helping me a lot too in my morning routine is going on a walk with no music, no podcast, nothing in my ears, just myself. And usually I'll have Axel with me, but honestly, if I didn't have anyone, like no dogs, nothing, it'd be even more effective. Just being very present with myself while I'm walking. And something else I'd love to do too, this is taking it up to up another level, is going on prayer walks. Seriously, going on prayer walks is so, so powerful. Talking to God the entire time you're on a, on a walk. So if I go on a walk at like 6 a.m. in the morning, not 6 a.m., that's so early, maybe 6 a.m. I, t- I told you guys on Instagram was it last night that I woke up at 5 a.m. and I've been trying to have an earlier morning. So maybe 6 a.m. on some days, but realistically 7 a.m. And usually the sun is starting to rise around like 6.37. So whenever the sun's rising, I'll go on the walk and I'll just start to thank God for a bunch of different things. I'll be like, thank you, God, for the sunset. Thank you, God, for those beautiful trees. And I'll just start to fill my fill my life with gratitude and praise the Lord for it and just worship him and just talking to him and having that, commun- that conversation like God is literally walking right next to me. That's been really powerful and cool. And even praying over different people that I walk past in my mind, I'll just pray over them. I'll be like, Lord, just bless that person, help them with whatever is going on in their life and all those things. So that's been really, really, really powerful. And I share this a little bit in my testimony, but for me, I was actually healed from anxiety. I struggled with chronic, chronic anxiety. I'm not going to say like, I'm not, I sometimes I still have moments where I feel anxious or stressed or overwhelmed. I think that just happens with just being a human being who's busy, but I will say the chronic anxiety has gone away and the chronic anxiety was when I woke up every day just feeling extremely anxious for no reason sometimes and it got out of hand. I was healed from this and this was really cool and I will share this story time and time again, but truly, truly the Lord is so powerful. And basically what happened is the church that I go to, they have people who'll go to the front who are the prayer team and they'll pray over different things for you. And they put their hands on me, laid their hands on me and declared healing from the spirit of anxiety. And when they were praying over me in Jesus name, this thing, I felt it released from my mind, like it literally released from my head and I felt it release its grip on me. And I felt this huge weight lift off my shoulders as well. They were praying for healing for depression and anxiety and no joke after that day, that chronic anxiety, no more. So that's a really cool testimony that I have. And I will say that sometimes it doesn't always 
it's not always healed right away. And I think that's where there is a lot of confusion with just Christianity in general. People are like, well, why wasn't I healed immediately? Sometimes it just doesn't always happen right away. And why? I can't really tell you. I can't, I honestly don't have an answer. I think God has perfect timing and maybe he wants you to keep going through that tough season of your life for a specific reason because he's going to use someone during this period of your life or bring someone to you during this period of life or use you in a certain way. Like there's so many reasons that I, I don't know, but typically when this situation is that season of my life is over, I really understand why I was going through that when I was going through that. So that's my little two cents on it, but let's move on to the next question. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I could talk about anxiety for so long because I went through that for so long. Okay, next up. Let's talk about how to heal after a breakup and not let your mental health fall apart. I'm so sorry that you're going through a breakup. This is definitely, it can be a really painful season of life. And I went through that, I went through that like a couple years ago and it was after a four-year relationship in college. And I will say it was... It was really tough, really, really tough. And one thing that helped me so much that nobody talks about, but I'll take a TikTok about this because this is like a life-changing hack. Voice notes on your phone. I don't know why exactly this is so powerful and so effective, but I would record on my voice notes just talking how I was feeling, just dumping everything out, letting myself process things during my breakup. This is effective for whatever you're going through. If you're struggling with anxiety, depression, struggling with insecurity, pick up your phone and just talk about it into your phone. Just speak it into the phone. And it's almost like voice journaling is what it is. I would bring my phone into the shower. I might sound like a psychopath for doing this. I would bring my phone into the shower. I would be bawling my eyes out in the shower, just feeling so many feels and I would just say exactly what I was going through on my phone or record it into the phone I haven't actually listened to the voice notes since it all went down and I kind of am a little nervous too because they're probably really really intense and heavy but I felt so much just release from doing this and if you're not a huge journaler I mean honestly try this like I have a lot of clarity on walks and I process and have a lot of thoughts come up and out while I'm walking so I'd voice note and talk into my phone as I'm walking just to like release it and not let it go back inside of me I think the biggest thing with going through a breakup is really letting yourself process what's going on in fact this is gonna sound even crazier but (laughs) when I was flying to Hawaii okay you guys you're gonna be like Callie you're you're low-key insane for this and I I totally know anyways I was flying to Hawaii last March and (laughs) I've I've openly talked about this a little bit but I was taking Adderall um like every day I don't even know I was struggling with Adderall and I was taking Adderall and I remember it was like this 12-hour flight I was fully planning on working on the flight I took Adderall right before it I there was no wi-fi on the flight first of all I did not realize this I get on the flight, I have taken my Adderall and 
you guys, what does someone who takes Adderall do when there's no Wi-Fi? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm itching. I'm itching to do something. I journaled for, I want to say 10 hours, 10, 10 hours. But I'm not saying to journal for 10 hours. Like no one, no one needs to journal for 10 hours. Actually, maybe you do because it helped me a lot. I journaled for 10 hours, you guys, and had so much clarity and healing from every single relationship I'd ever been in. I, this is going to sound insane. I wrote down every single person that I had dated and I wrote down what I'd learned from that relationship. And I worked, I wrote down pros, cons, things I learned, things that didn't work, all this stuff to really just let myself process things and just actually like let myself process those those relationships and breakups because I hadn't. I just pushed those feelings away and I had bounced the next thing immediately. And so that plane ride just gave me so much clarity. So if you need to go into your journal and just write down every person you've ever dated and just let yourself like process that relationship, talk about that relationship, look at what's working, what's not working, look at all the themes between different relationships, different trends. Maybe you felt insecure in every single relationship. Why? Maybe there was cheating that was going on in different relationships. Why did that happen? Just figuring out those things is really cool. So that was my little story. But I think end of the day, like breakup advice, just let yourself process it. And I know this is like probably overused, but just prioritizing, prioritizing yourself and your self-care. And I have done the thing from hopping to relationship to the next, hopping from guy to the next, and it doesn't do any good, honestly. Yeah, it's a temporary distraction, but end of the day, I didn't process anything. I had to sit on a flight to Hawaii for 10 hours, for like a 12 hour flight and journal for 10 hours to actually process years of relationships. And I know it's painful to process things, but pushing the emotions out right away, letting yourself feel the feels, letting yourself talk it through, figuring out what was good about the relationship, what didn't work about the relationship, that's gonna allow you to move into the next relationship eventually knowing so much more about yourself and knowing so much more about who you want to be with in the future. So that's my advice, but your life, your life and your mental health might feel rocky after the breakup, but I promise they're going to get better. And you just got to go through that season of discomfort in order to grow into the next version of you. I always say that you cannot grow into a better you with discomfort. You got to get out and experience discomfort because complacency can lead to feeling stuck and being in a funk personal experience, unfortunately. (laughs) Okay. Next up, next up. Oh, I love this question. Things you do daily to protect your peace mental state. Okay. I'm going to list these off pretty quickly because I'm realizing the episode is already almost 30 minutes long. I feel like I can just like chat up a storm. So things I do to protect my peace daily. I'm not even joking. Morning routine. This is a lesson that I learned the hard way recently, and I talked about this on an Instagram post I made, so shameless plug, go follow Healthy Be Human Pod, and I posted about my 5 a.m. morning routine. I'd always seen the vlogs that were like, my five, my 5 to 9 before my 9 to 5, and I was like, that's so unrealistic, was my, <laughs> my immediate reaction, and... It was the other night 
I was watching Netflix. I was watching The Office. No, I was watching Peacock. Sorry. There's so many streaming streaming platforms now. I, I can't even keep them all straight. I was watching Peacock and I remember I was watching The Office and it, it was like four episodes of watching. And I was in that binge cycle of watching TV where I was having a really hard time stopping myself from watching. It was midnight and I was, I remember like looking at John and I was like, one more, one more, one more, one more. And we ended up stopping watching it. And I just, I just had this real like moment of realization where I was like, I am sick. I am sick of living in this toxic cycle where I'm staying up late watching The Office, watching TV, and then my alarm goes off at 7 a.m. and I snooze it because I'm exhausted, I'm sleep deprived, and I end up skipping my morning routine. Me and John have morning meetings every single day at 9 a.m. for Sweaty Studio, and if I didn't get my routine done before 9 a.m., I would try to squeeze it in after the, after our meeting. And then I would end up feeling really stressed because and, and rushed because it's already, what, 10 a.m.? And my routine is usually two hours long because I like to do a lot of things in my routine that makes me feel really good. So I realized I was just like, I was over it. And I learned in this moment that it was not loving myself, letting myself stay in the cycle. I was simply being complacent and I was simply taking the easy path and it was leading to self-sabotage. And someone asked a question about self-sabotage and I think it's the first step to healing from self-sabotage is understanding that you have awareness of it and knowing what you're sabotaging and why you're sabotaging. So in my sense, I was sabotaging because I was seeking out comfort of sleeping more and I didn't want to give up this addiction of watching four episodes of TV at night in an unhealthy way to where it was hurting the rest of my day. So anyways, I was like, you know what? It was midnight. I was like, no, it was not midnight. It was like 11, 11 p.m. And I was like, you know what? I am waking up at 5 a.m. tomorrow. No questions asked. Yes, I know I'm going to be sleep deprived. Yes, I know that it's not going to feel good from not getting enough sleep, but I need to do this for myself. So I woke up at 5 a.m. and I had a very long morning routine and it was absolutely amazing. I made a cup of hot tea. I did my morning devotional and soaking in the Lord's presence. And soaking is when I play this music. It's, how do I describe it? It's kind of like that, kind of like spa music, low key. And it's like meditation music, but it's by this guy, William Augusto, super vibey, super good. I play it, I dim the lights in my room. The twinkle lights are on, candles are on. I'm under a blanket. I don't know how I didn't fall asleep, honestly, but I'll spend time with the Lord in prayer and then I'll do my devotional and I'll journal a little bit. And then I did a workout from Spidey Studio. And then I went on a walk with Axel. I got a chai from my one of my favorite coffee shops in the area. And then I went on a super long walk. It was like five, it was like a 5K. It was crazy. And then I made breakfast. And after that, I went and swam in the ocean. And it was just a super long, amazing routine. And the long-winded answer to the question of protecting your peace is setting boundaries for your morning. Having the time for yourself to really fill your cup is so crucial to setting those boundaries because if you let other things into your morning, 
that are going to steal from your peace, that are going to cause your mind to be thinking about other things that are not going to fill your cup. Like let's say worrying about the tests coming up at school or worrying about the internship. Is your boss going to send you that message in a nasty way or I approve of that assignment? Is she going to like it? Whatever. I think it's really important to protect your peace. And I've really learned this too as an entrepreneur is I have so many things going on at once and a lot of people emailing me, people on social media DMing me, parents, friends texting me. I have a lot of stimulation happening during the day. And if I don't give myself that time to really be present and just fill my own cup, I tend to not have as much to give to other people. So the morning is so crucial and also the night too. Having a nighttime routine. My nighttime routine is probably five minutes long. It's very short, but I unplug at a certain time and then I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm not going to go on my phone anymore and I'll go to sleep. So it's just giving yourself those boundaries. And even with work too, I mean, as an entrepreneur, every day can be so different. If I don't give myself a boundary, like last night, I did not give myself a boundary. I worked until 8.30. I worked for 12 hours yesterday versus if I give myself, okay, I'm working 9 a.m. until 6 p.m. And then after six, I'm done. I'm giving myself that boundary for the rest of the evening to spend time with John, quality time with John, go to dinner with a friend if I want to, and then having that nighttime routine to just wind down. So it's really important to give yourself boundaries because no one else is going to give your, give you boundaries but yourself. So that's something I'm learning and I'm working on. I'm not perfect at it yet, but it is something I've really learned as I've gone into the post-grad world is the power of giving yourself boundaries. Even when I worked my full-time corporate job, I did not give myself boundaries. I would respond to coworkers' messages at 8 p.m. And as a result, they thought that I was available at 8 p.m. And they'd send me messages. And even though there was not an expectation for me to be working at 8 p.m., it got really overwhelming because I felt like I always needed to respond. So being firm with the boundaries, if someone is trying to get you to not, is trying to get you to push out of your boundary, be strong, push back because you know yourself the best and you know that that's what you need and they don't know that. So be firm with it and you'll be good to go. Okay, I'm going to answer one more really quick question. And okay, this is about journaling. So we're going to do, actually, I lied. We're going to do another episode on that. This one, the question I'm going to answer is how can my mental health be Christ-centered? I also got a question about without turning to God, this person is not religious. What do you do when you feel like you aren't enough? So I'm going to quickly answer these two questions in a short way. And I honestly might expand on these further in another episode because they're really good questions. First question is how can my mental health be Christ-centered? So as you know, if you're listening, I'm a Christian and I'm aware that not everyone listening is a Christian. So I'm going to share my personal experience with this and hopefully it'll help you in some way. So for Christ-centered mental health, I can say for a fact that when I was really going through my rough patch, what helped me the most was getting back into my faith. And before, so I got back into my faith, I think it was October of 2021. So like two years ago. And I remember before that, I was into the world of like astrology, all about self, self this, self that. And it came to this point where I realized like, I'm just, I'm just self. (laughs) Like God's power is so much stronger than mine. And while I think that I 
can control this. I have the power to overcome this and get better. When I started praying to God and when I started to just give up my anxiety to the Lord, when I started to just pray for peace, I started to really feel it. And there was just, there's just so much power in the Lord. And it's cool because the Lord knows your entire timeline and he knows when you're going to heal. He knows how you're going to heal. And when I was like, you know what, God, like, you know, this more than I do. Take it, take my life, take, take this just anxiety. It's all you. I'm shoving it over to you. Guide me. I need you. That's when things got a lot better. Cause I didn't feel like I was doing it on my own and a devotional. I like recommend this devotional constantly live on purpose by Sadie Robertson, all about navigating fear and anxiety. 10 out of 10 recommend it. It's so good, you guys. And it definitely helped me a lot when I was getting back into my faith. And it helped me a lot with just daily situations I was going through. So if you are getting back into your faith, you don't know where to start, that's a really good devotional. And then also just talking to God like a best friend. Those are two things that helped me a lot with making my mental health Christ centered, just giving it up to him, laying it all down and being like, I can't do this by myself. Like this, this is, this is you, Lord. Okay, also, the next question, though, is because I know a lot of you guys, not a lot of you guys, but I don't, I don't honestly don't even know, but I know some of you guys are not religious, and so the question was, without turning to God, what do you do when you feel like you aren't enough? So, as a Christian, I believe that we find our worth in God. We find our value in God. I mean, he created us. He tells us our value and he, our value is not debate is not, does not depend on external factors aside from the Lord. So that's what I believe. And I think that for someone who doesn't believe in God though, something that can be really helpful is to look at where are you putting your identity in your life? Are you putting your identity in your job? Are you putting your identity in your work? Are you putting your identity in your health and wellness? Are you identifying yourself as my life is about being an athlete? Is your identity in being a girlfriend? I think when we place our identity in the external is when feeling like we're enough and worthy can fluctuate a lot because we're depending on something that is out of our control to tell us if we are enough. And I can quickly share a story. Like when I first started being a content creator. I would put so much of my identity in my likes, my comments, my following, how fast I was growing, comparing myself to other people in the plat- in the field. And this just led me absolutely nowhere because I cannot control who follows me. I cannot control how many people like my post. I cannot control the amount of comments I got. What I can control is the content that I'm creating the energy that I'm putting out, the community that I'm building, I can control how I'm building the community, different things, I can control what I'm doing. And so putting your identity in someone else's opinion on you, that's gonna lead to that feeling like you're not enough. And that's gonna open the doors to those lies pouring in about telling you that you're not enough. So I think it's important to look at where is your identity being placed? And to really, really, I don't know if you guys can hear this, but there's like an actual monsoon going on outside. Anyways, <laughs> I think what's really important is to look internal. And if you don't believe in God, just understanding that 
whatever you believe, I mean, you are a beautiful creation and there is no doubt about that. There is not a single person on this planet that is the exact same. And the odds of you existing are very low. So realizing that you are truly so special and that no one can take that away from you and seeing yourself as the beautiful piece of artwork that you are and understanding that just because that person next to you is also beautiful does not mean that you're any less beautiful. So that's my answer to the question, but you guys are awesome and I appreciate you all so, so much. Thank you for being such a supportive, incredible community and for sending me questions. Like it makes this episode so much more fun and engaging and I hope you love it so much and I hope this helped you. So part two of the mental health series is going to be a little bit more topic focused on one thing. So this this episode was a very just a range of different topics, but we're going to narrow it down and topic, talk about one thing next week. And if you have any suggestions, if you have any comments or ideas, please let me know on Instagram at healthy be human pod. Other than that, have the best day ever and stay sweaty, keep shining, keep being healthy, be human and keep taking care of yourself because self-care is the best kind of care. Also make sure you tag me in your stories, listening to this episode and leave a review and rate this podcast if you love it. All right, I'll see you next time. Have the best day and stay sweaty. Bye, my gorgeous queen.